0: Hello and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am Hemahemuli Jr. You know me. You know me so well.
1: You're over here dancing, bro. Uh,
0: Joining me as always, that was the local lovable Canuck, Zach Hicken, that you heard. Say hi. What's
1: up, eh? Hi. Hi, everyone.
0: And then also joining us is the digital deacon himself, Sean Walker.
2: Thanks for having me back, guys. All it's always great Sean Walker. to have Sean
1: here. Um, yeah, we're uh, back in the studio recording our um, one of our final uh, year-in-review podcasts. This one, Utah Jazz. The Jazz. We're dribbling this one around. We're gonna
0: back in the playoff groove.
1: We're gonna mess around <laughs> and get a triple double. <laughs> um, dude. Donna Mitchell
0: in the Utah Jazz. Um, okay. Is it just me, or has 2017 and 2018 felt like one big, long-ass basketball season? Absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the recent success of the Jazz in 2017 to 2018, and then having... Donovan Mitchell Yeah, oh, No, you're, you're right um, I'm gonna go jazz, to say, like,
1: going to go as far to say like The beginning of 2017 Feels like a big long season because
0: Before we even knew that Donovan was
1: yeah, yeah, you Good. have Basically um, The Jazz make the playoffs uh, They're back in the playoff groove <laughs> They're back <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> the Jazz um, Then go on and beat the Clippers in the first round uh-huh. uh, Kind of setting up hey, you know what, this is their first season back. We have Gordon Hayward as a free agent. Hopefully he might come back. Yeah, The Jazz had the most to promise him financially. Um, But uh, the Jazz draft Donovan Mitchell at 13th, and there's these good building pieces. They add Ricky Rubio in a trade with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then on July 4th, Gordon Hayward broke the hearts of everyone in Utah by deciding to sign with the Boston Celtics, which was the most botched thing ever. Wait, he did what? (laughs) I didn't hear about this. But, yeah, it just... And then it goes in... The season pretty much started right after that summer league, and Donovan exploded on the scene because Rodney Hood got sick um, ahead of the first game of the season, and he had a great first game. And then it just goes from there with the the early struggles, and then the tweet from Rudy Gobert saying, we'll be fine, and then... The reemergence of of the Jazz and Rudy coming back and that great stretch um, to finish the season leading to the playoffs and yeah yeah it, one big long season
0: and then like even after the playoffs Donovan Mitchell gets an he doesn't get to go to the uh, everyone was hoping that Donovan would get um, an invite to the All Star game mm-hmm. which didn't happen but he did get invited to the dunk contest which. Yeah. I Have to say, is better looking
2: back. I'm glad Don went to the dunk contest. I mean, in a lot of ways, isn't the slam NBA slam dunk contest the most competitive part of the all star game? Yeah, sure, like it's probably where the most defense is played, at least. Yeah, I mean, like
0: the I remember like the late 90s, the all star game was it because you had like it was competitive, it was like old beefs, you know, Jordan, Mm -hmm. Barkley, and all those guys, but then. Now it's just like whatever. It's there's no defense. It's yeah. alley oops galore. Um, but the the dunk contest is cool because it's creative. It's new. It's fresh. And our boy Donnie ran away with that thing.
1: Yeah, he got a chance to shine. I mean, you look at the other rookies, quote unquote, in this class. Wah, wah. Uh, Jason Tatum, um, and uh. uh uh, ben Simmons quote-unquote rookie. Um, rookie red shirt rookie Redshirt rookie Donovan was able to really make a splash On the scene and make a name for himself With this dunk contest I mean he brought Kevin Hart onto the court And dunked over Kevin Hart and his son
2: He was wearing a Daryl Griffith jersey Yeah like uh,
1: yeah, It was just
2: it He was made a fan of Dr. Duncan himself
1: yes. Yeah it was such an iconic moment For a jazz player to go in and do something like that Like Um, I know Jeremy Evans, I can't remember what year it was, he won the dunk contest with that cool dunk of him dunking over a picture of him dunking. But Donovan just has this electricity around him, and if he just makes the All-Star game, He's one of 30 guys yeah. to make the team. No one really cares. No um, one,
0: and honestly, people are going to watch for LeBron.
1: Or excuse me, one of 20 guys, yeah. And you're watching for the stars. He would have maybe gotten in and gotten two or four points. Yeah. Um, gotten a couple buckets, just like what happened with Gordon his first year. And because he wasn't um, – he hadn't earned his stripes yet. Yeah. Um, and so that leads to Donovan getting his shoe deal. We saw teases from it throughout the summer. Uh-huh. Um, and he was just—he was everywhere Dude, this summer. Everywhere. He was in China. That was the thing. He too. was the cover of the NBA Two K nineteen in China. Yeah. For the he I was, think the online mode, but
0: he was in Slam magazine. He was. There was like social media clips of him in New York, like in the off season. Yeah. Getting just mobbed by kids, like.
2: He was hanging out at some random Salt Lake City guy's barbecue oh, on Fourth yeah. of July. Yeah, wild.
1: Um, um, he he just—he became a superstar overnight, and. Yeah it built these expectations for the 2018-19 season with the strong finish, dismantling the thunder in the playoffs and um after losing Ricky Rubio against the to uh leading into that series against the Rockets, yeah. you know, that kind of lost the mojo for the Jazz cuz he was kind of the glue towards the end of the season that was really helping that offense flow. Having him back, there were high expectations and well, yeah. with the, the Jazz Completely fell on their face. I mean, they,
0: with, they, people were saying, you know, with Rubio back, with a healthy Rubio, with a healthy bench, you know, brought XM. back
1: everyone except for one player. You swap out Jonas Jerebko, who was getting like eight minutes a game with yeah. the Jazz, for Grayson Allen, who they drafted.
0: Yeah. Um, they what the Jazz were slated to be as high as what third in the West third basically they were picked year?
1: behind the Warriors and the Rockets by a lot of publications yeah um, looking at a fifty plus win season like fifty two wins um, which it makes sense but when you really break down things with the schedule and the way that it was set up for the Jazz the schedule is set up for the Jazz to fail yeah um, they open up the season with like just these huge long road stretches. Um this
0: last stretch was pretty brutal, right? Wasn't it like it was like the it was like Portland, the Rockets, uh Golden State or something like that all within the same week.
1: Yeah, and then you look at what they have coming up next. Um the it, their next four game road stretch. The Raptors they start with on New Year's Day, then the Cavs, Pistons, two kind of gimme games um and then the Bucks. Yeah which that's a really tough sandwich Mm -hmm. to kind of work your way through. Um, But starting the season in uh, October, um, started out the Kings. The Kings have been a really nice surprise this season. Um, That's a big win for the Jazz to start out the season. That heartbreaker against the Warriors, and then you lose to the Grizzlies, really disappointing win at the time. Mm -hmm. The Grizzlies have actually played some pretty good basketball this year. Um, And then – beat the the Rockets and the Pelicans both on the road, um, beat the Mavericks on the road, and then come back home and lose to the Timberwolves. Um,
2: right, and the 50-point game.
1: That wasn't the 50-point oh, game. Oh, that, that was wasn't? actually a few weeks later Okay, um, when they were at uh, Minnesota. Um, unless I have that wrong. I do have that wrong because they've only played Minnesota once this year. So that was the 50-point game from uh, Derek Rose. Um, and you lose uh, – you lose. Uh, um, Rubio. Or well, you, you lost Donovan recently? for a chunk of the season be- to injury and oh yeah, that um, just the being on the road scare. for so long. Um, it just it was a tough stretch for the Jazz and it's hard to travel basically. And like they'd have like home games like spurned in between like a four game sure. road slate and a five game road slate. You're basically on the road for that one game because you're just flying back out and, like. But-
0: yeah, and, like, also, sure, there's home games sprinkled in there, but they're usually, like, the back-to-back games. And Jazz are infamously awful at back-to-back games mm-hmm. for one reason or another. It doesn't even matter who they play. It's typically a rough go for that second leg of the back-to-backs. But uh, I think that um, disappointing season is kind of a strong word to use for the Jazz so far. Um If anything, it's just growing pains, Um, and there's no bigger evidence of that than uh, the emergence of Dante Exum this this past week or couple weeks um, and him really filling out that, that one spot, which we wanted him to do in the playoffs. He tried his best and kind of... You know, was lacking, but we can see him really growing into his own right now. Well,
2: he's finally healthy too, and I think. A, and I think this first half of this season is a little bit of maybe what some outsiders expected Utah to do last year. Mm-hmm. But they, frankly, I mean, they just surprised a bunch of people. Donovan was a lot better than a lot of people thought he would be. Rudy Gobert was a lot better than a lot of people thought he would be, uh, as evidenced by his Defensive Player of the Year award. Mm-hmm. Um, you. So they kind of they they exploded on the scene and really shook things up a little bit in the Western Conference so you're saying last it's like year. A, it's an expectation, and now thing. and now things are kind of regressing to the mean a little bit. So maybe. it's like a, a market correction is basically yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. So from the uh,
1: from uh, November 12th, just to show how brutal the schedule's been, from November 12th to December 4th. The Jazz had no back-to-back home games. That's a 13-game stretch that they go 6-7 and seven in facing teams uh, like uh, the 76ers, the Celtics, the Pacers, wow. the Kings, the Lakers, uh, Pacers twice. Um, the Nets, who actually kind of played really well after that loss to the Jazz, but it's a 13-game stretch where the Jazz go 6-7 and seven with two home games during that stretch, and basically like they're home and then they are leaving like right after the game ends. So it's basically like a 13 game, 13 straight games that you're spending on the road. Get Going six and seven out of that is pretty impressive when you take all things considered. And 18 and 19 to this point is actually not a – facing what they faced isn't a huge hole to dig themselves out of, especially with – what they're gonna have during the back half of their schedule. Yeah.
0: And what I mean, what were they at this time of the year last year? Or Basically last the same. They're about five hundred. So it's 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 not like like you said, Sean, it's not really a failure or a disappointment in the Jazz themselves. It's a market correction. I think the Jazz are fine, you know. I think we've seen some positives coming out of these last few games with players on our team that Frankly, needed to step it up, like Dante Exum,
2: uh, like Rudy Gobert, and
0: uh, and they've got another rookie who has shown
2: in spurts that he can step it up as well. So
0: yeah, and you know what's kind of crazy? We were joking about this last game against the Knicks. You know, it was they blew him out so bad that like the last half was garbage time. But uh, I remember me and Zach were watching. I think you were there too, Sean, and we were just like, "Oh, look, the stars are playing the Knicks." Yeah, which is like. Good news. Like really, if you think about it, I want Nas, uh Thresis of Nazareth to, you know, get large amounts of time because I think he needs to develop quickly. Uh George Yang, he's clutch. Um, and the more NBA minutes that he sees, the better for our bench. Um look, who else? Epi Udo was getting time, uh Cefalosho was getting time, and dunking on fools.
2: So and and they're the type of and they're the type of minutes that are going to the types of players that the Jazz will need when they if they were to come up to a playoff scenario against a team like Houston uh-huh. when they're missing their point guard absolutely or when you know when they're trying to replace Tabo defense or yep. something like that. Like Those are the types of players that are going to be needed to fill in the, those roles.
0: The good thing about a long, long basketball season like we've had these past two years is that we remember pretty well what happened last year. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest lessons from the playoffs was that the Jazz are just not as deep as we thought they were. Uh, but maybe this year... After seeing what the Stars did against the Knicks, like, maybe we are getting there to that depth that we need.
1: Well, and the thing that's going to help, too, is that the schedule is actually going to play into the Jazz being able to get some of the guys who don't get a lot of minutes getting some time uh-huh. over the next two months. Over the next two months, the Jazz play the the Cavaliers twice, the Pistons twice, um, the the Blazers twice, the Timberwolves twice, uh, the Suns once, um, and the Mavericks, uh, I believe, twice. So. Oof. Um, and the Hawks. So cool. that's going to help the Jazz out a lot to kind of get some gimme games, and a lot of these games are actually at home. Yeah. Um, they play at one point uh, at the end of January and early February. Actually, it's the first week of February, four straight road games. Nice. Uh, or four straight home games, excuse me, um, which basically heading, which is right before heading into the All-Star break. Six of their nine games in February between the All-Star break after they got that 10-day stretch are – gonna be at home. So nice. not a lot of traveling for the Jazz. Um they're gonna be able to get some some rest and relaxation, some R and R before heading down the final stretch in March and April. So
0: I kind of I actually kind of like that we play like the Mavericks twice and like, you know, teams like that, like good teams. Because it sucks to play, like, a sucky team once and you lose to them and then, yeah. like, not have to – like, the Hawks. Well, gonna, and, like, the Mavericks are still, like, yourself. a very beatable team for sure. the Jazz.
1: Like, I think the Mavs have lost five straight games. They're on a five-game skid at this point. Yeah. Um, but and so, but it, just
0: playing against the quality, like, yeah, I think
1: it would do it's gonna, our guys it's good. It's a winnable game, but it's a challenge. Yeah. Like, it's not just a gimme. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to help keep the Jazz on their toes, but at the same time – Kind of sprinkle in these guys like Grayson, Naz, mm-hmm. George Niang, um, Epe, who don't normally get a lot of time but yeah. can come and develop. And you might see maybe some will kind of blossom and progress like we've seen from Dante in the last week.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I think there's a lot to look forward to. No hitting the panic button yet. And we kind of said that last year, and look how that turned out. So um, a lot of good things coming out of the Jazz. And uh, what, well, the next game's not till the new year, right?
1: uh well yeah they play on new year's day um but when you when you look at this all um and you take it into perspective as the western conference as a whole the jazz are only six games out of first place Mm -hmm. there's not a team that's running away with the conference and there's not the two team race that we saw last year in the rockets and the warriors the warriors are very beatable this year oh they just lost Um, their chemistry in the locker room is so bad right now and it, it, the Western Conference is pretty wide open. Yeah.
0: Quick aside though, Lakers is that fool's gold or do you think they are becoming legit? Because they look they have LeBron. Good they against. have. LeBron. I mean, they've got the best Warriors.
2: player in the NBA, and they also have LeBron James and so. Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Kuzma, the best player in the NBA. <laughs> the best
0: in the NBA. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot to look forward to, and I'm, I'm frankly super excited for the rest of this. Basketball. I don't know
1: how you couldn't
2: be. You know what else I'm really looking forward to with this jazz team? What's that? The return of a certain fabulously shaggy haired, everyone's lovable Salt Lake housewife icon, <laughs> Kyle Korber. I don't think <laughs> we've talked Lake about native, Salt Corver. Lake native oh. Kyle Corber. Elder oh. <laughs> Elder Kyle Korber. <laughs> Dude. I don't did think we, we've talked about him enough on this podcast, guys. Well we did
0: talk about how dapper and manly he looked. At the after the Knicks game, was it? Yeah, he
1: looked like he was like He's wearing about, a Pico. He looked like the freaking district attorney for Salt Lake. <laughs> um gosh. I, yeah. Well in that addition, the jazz aren't afraid to make moves that they need to, even though they might not be popular. Mm-hmm. Alec Burks was a pretty popular player in that jazz True. locker room. Pretty popular player with a lot of fans, even though he wasn't this um star studded player with a lot of accolades but like he was a promising guy that came off the bench and kind of filled his role and did it well he gave Um, you a good eight
0: minutes like or whatever yeah yeah
1: he could come and what we saw last year with the rockets he was phenomenal against the rockets last year and so it wasn't a popular well it was kind of a back and forth move like i understand why people would be upset but at the same time the jazz needed to space out um their offense which alec doesn't do he crowds the lane because his best skill is to drive right um and by adding in Kyle, Kyle's been—he's played really well for the Jazz off the bench. I mean, getting a couple threes every game um, opens things up for Dante and Donovan, yeah. and kind of takes Jake and uh, Joe both their shootings gone up since adding
2: Kyle. So yeah, good move, I think.
0: I think so too. I think.
2: Uh, well, and what does he do? Like, like. Four or five minutes into his first game back in Salt Lake City since oh, he yeah. left that first time, I think it was his he, first first uh, possession that he was his in. first right? touch, was it? Was, was yeah, it? Was his first it touch. His, I think it was his first. I don't, touch. don't. Yeah. I don't know if it was like his very first touch. It was. It was close though. Yeah. It was within the first couple minutes there. Boom! Um, he just pulls up. Yeah, three pointer right yeah. there.
0: And uh, the only thing wetter than
2: his
1: threes. Just kidding. It's Dante Axum because he got freaking yeah, he dunked got in water. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah, so, like, the Jazz look great. Kyle Korver is back. Welcome back, Korver. Back
1: in the playoff group. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Welcome back, Korver. And it doesn't hurt to have someone with legitimate playoff
1: experience
0: and years of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm just – I'm super excited. Um, yeah, So, the, the so
2: the Jazz – so you look back on kind of – what happened at the end of last year, why the Jazz kind of fell out of the playoffs and they and they they, they stood pretty pat through the offseason. I think that annoyed a lot of fans. But now all of a sudden they look like they've sort of readded or at the very least reinvigorated a lot of what they needed um in that series loss to Houston. Yeah. You know? They didn't really have somebody when Ricky Rubio went out injured. They right. didn't really have a point guard. All of yeah. a sudden Dante Exam's coming along. Yeah. You know uh, they didn't really have somebody who could stretch the floor
1: right.
2: beyond Donovan. So what do they do? They go out and they grab Kyle Korver. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're building pieces, and they're not necessarily. I mean, you almost want to give this front office a lot or, or more credit. Then they've gotten they've gotten a lot of credit, so it's, it feels weird to say more uh, <laughs> but but, like while everybody was sort of panicking during the off season when the jazz were mostly trying to focus on continuity and getting uh-huh. better and getting experience and whatever they've they've somehow found this way of retooling in the midst of these early season struggles, where you think, okay, if they can do the same thing that they did that they did last year, all of a sudden they're in a better position,
0: yeah. It's uh it's almost like moneyball, man. It's like they they'll figure out a way to bring on I mean, Kyle Korver's what, thirty eight. 38. Thirty-eight. And they make him work, man. He's working and clicking with the jazz. And so it's just uh you gotta trust the process.
2: Yeah. Dennis and Lindsay is the Billy Dennis Bean of Lee. the NBA.
1: Just yeah. one thing I wanna throw in before we kinda wrap this up, my final thought. What we've seen in this recent turnaround and what we saw in the turnaround last year with the Jazz was the emergence of Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Rudy's played like an all-star the last this month in yeah. December. He's been putting up insane numbers. They've been asking him to do other things, and it's been very well documented in pieces. Um, I'm going to give some shout-out to where I've read this, but um, Eric Woodyard with the Des News, yeah. uh, Tony Jones with The Athletic, and then uh, David Locke, the voice of the Utah Jazz. They're asking... Um, Rudy to be out on the perimeter more uh-huh. and defend and he's done it very well. Yeah. Um holding uh CJ McCollum and uh uh Damian Lillard to like 30 Same. combined points in um averaging thirty combined points in two games. These are two guys that are all stars. Yeah. Um so yeah, just really cool to um, see Rudy's game evolve and what he's able to do and yeah. defending out on the perimeter and making a huge difference for the Jazz. He's a huge team player. And he's um, as exciting as Donovan is, like, Rudy's the base that you build. Like, he's sure. the foundation that you build your base on. Like Absolutely. The wise man is going to build his base with Rudy Gobert in the center. Yeah. You don't want a guy like Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor's <laughs> sand. Rudy Gobert <laughs> is the rock. Oh, man. That you build a, your foundation upon, okay? And that's my last thought there. Yeah, that's
2: great. Uh, if, really if Donovan agree. Mitchell is the face of the Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert are their shoulders. On. He's the keystone, yeah.
0: And... Joe Ingles is the mouth, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and with that, and Kyle Korver is the hair, <laughs> and Kyle Korver is the hair.
0: I like it. Uh, yeah, with that, uh, that's the uh, Sports Beat After Hours Year in Review for the Jazz. Um, quick little short session that we want to drop on you because there's still lots of basketball to be played. So, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for indulging our comments and stuff. Uh, I am Hemahemuli Junior. Join with me as the digital deacon, Sean Walker. Peace, and the local, lovable Canuck, Zach
1: Kicken. We're
0: back, back in the playoff groove.
1: Night by night, guys.